This is the Brain Boost Podcast. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Jed, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Vincenzo Landino. What's up? Record. Record. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's interesting because we're recording this way later than we wanted to. And uh, we also figured there wasn't a ton of news that we wanted to report because we had some other good stuff to talk about. And uh, right. you're traveling, right? Where? Let's let's find out. What are you doing? Where are you? I am in Tucson, Arizona, uh, leading a workshop on lean startup. Ooh, so how does that tell us more? Tell us more about the lean startup. Lean startup is a kind of a. Uh, a movement that started back in, I believe, 2011 with a book written by Eric Reese, who kind of outlined some principles of uh, of how to principles on how to do business management for startup and entrepreneurship and other high growth. Um, um, high growth business techniques that kind of grew out of the principles of design thinking and the lean manufacturing process. Interesting. Uh, interesting. So the same principles that come out of Toyota lean manufacturing processes, like, um, just try to eliminate waste in, in the work that you're doing and the, the customer development and design thinking aspect of being led by your customer. So, we teach seeking out deep customer empathy and understanding when bringing a product to market and using uh, lean principles of eliminating waste in the creation of value. Wow. Okay. A little, little over my head. I mean, I get it, but uh, that's, that's good stuff. That's, I, know, I know, Jed, you are – like that's your forte, so it's, it's good to know that you're out there working with clients. It's funny because – I was I had this thought today, and and again, you have clients. I have clients. Uh, there's many of the listeners that have clients. There's many of the listeners that are the client for the person we're talking about. And I started thinking again. This was a little earlier today. And I know you and I had gotten into this conversation. Um, that what what are we doing for our clients? You know, what what are we providing? What are we recommending? And I, I've talked about this on the podcast a couple times, but. It, I've never had a conversation with somebody about this. So I want to throw something at you and then I want your thoughts and then we'll just kind of go back and forth. What do you think about marketers that pitch products, tools, services to clients that don't really fit their needs overall ju- just to get them onto it? You know, they're pitching it just to get them on the latest and greatest to say that, hey, my clients on brand new platform X and I'm not going to name any specific platforms. In fact, I want to try and keep any specific platforms out of uh, the conversation because I don't want people to get confused and think that we're talking about anything specifically. So we'll just refer to everything as platform X or Y or Z or whatever. And, you know, insert whatever platform that might be to you because to you, a brand new platform could be advertising on television, correct? I mean, that could be a new platform absolutely, for your business. Absolutely. And it's not just the latest and greatest platform. It's just coming at after the approach, taking the, the approach of we're going to get you on this platform. And it usually comes from um, 
it, it comes from the, the area that the person has expertise on platform X, right? And, and so when they see a problem, you know, they are going to go to platform X to be the solution because that's what they're familiar with. That's what they're comfortable with. That's where they feel they can add value from a knowledge standpoint. And I think what you're getting at is just because you have knowledge on, on this platform, does that mean it's the right fit for the client? And I love the discussion because like we were just talking about from with Lean Startup and being led by your customer and you're in solving problems for your customer, you got to be led by your client and the messaging that that client is looking to to broadcast and figure out is that right for that platform yeah not you know not everything is right for any platform and like i said in the outset television it could be anything it doesn't have to be these new media methods it's anything we pitch to these clients so you know we i don't know if you want to give examples i don't know how we want to do this but we're just we're kind of just jamming out late at night here uh at least on the east coast totally i can totally give you some some good examples because I've seen this happen way too many yeah, times. Yeah, go, go for it. Go for it. Um, I'll interject. And, and yeah, so I've I've worked as an advisor uh, and consultant for um, companies um, who have large and and small budgets for marketing. And I'll ask them, "Hey, uh, I see that you're on this platform. You're doing some advertising. Um, you know, uh, I." you know, who, who's benefiting from that advertising? Like what, what, what area of your business are you looking to grow by running platforms on that ad? I mean, running ads on that platform. And they say, well, that's our agency. We got our agency. And they said that we needed to be, uh, you know, we need to be doing ads on this platform cause that's what, and, um, and so I, you know, I, I took it to the next step cause I'm trying to add value to my clients. So, I called up the agency. Hey, uh, I see some of the uh, you know new campaign work you guys are doing. Um, I love that you're putting it on. Well, I'm going to mention some of these platforms, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, we want to be agnostic, right? So, so they're putting this out on what made sense. They're they're a B2C company. They're putting out ads on Facebook. Um, they're they're you know putting ads out on on some other platforms where they know they have customers. Um, but, but they just kind of out of the blue chose this, this third party platform that we were like, you know, wh- why are you going there? And, um, turns out the, the lead on the client side. So the, the lead, uh, strategist, so to speak from the agency that was working with that client, that's what they grew up on in terms of their platform. That's where they built their, their expertise, their marketing expertise was on, on this other platform and, um, and it was old out of style. They didn't need to be there. Um, but they knew the ins and outs of it. That was their thing. Um, and you know, as soon as I challenged him on it, uh, he immediately said, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move it over. He, he kind of knew what he was doing, but it was his comfort zone. People go back to their comfort zone. They go to what, what they, have knowledge about and, and what they are used to doing. And you need to constantly challenge that in your own organizations and ch- challenge yourself. Look, look at yourself when you're 
just going back to the same old thing. Oh, we'll run another Facebook ad or, oh, we'll send out another email blast. When you get into the moment of, oh, yeah, I know, I know the solution and it's something that you just are used to doing, um, just challenge yourself every once in a while and say, hey, is that really the, the best solution? Why do I feel it is? And is it because I'm just comfortable with it? Yeah, and you know, as I was contemplating, uh, you know, titles for this episode, these are some of the things that pop into my head. And just so you know, and you can maybe you can answer them. Maybe you can we can spitball off these ideas. Is your agency listening? Question mark. Another one. Who is your agency benefiting? Another one. Are you maximizing your agency relationship? And so, anyone that's listening to the podcast. Most of the, my listeners know that I, I own an agency. I run an agency. I'm the creative director, uh, CMO, whatever you want to, whatever title you want to put on me. But I still want and I care, and I know you do too, Jed, about the client. At the end of the day, it's about the client. Is the client maximizing their relationship? Is the client getting the most for what they're paying? Because let's face it. There's a lot of people paying a lot of money. You and I both know some of these rates that that companies and brands and businesses are paying to get their marketing or their even just just social piece of marketing done or handled by an agency. So are they really getting everything they can? Are they really maximizing this effort? And to me, when I see agencies or like, you know, to your point, just getting comfortable because, well, the client doesn't know any better. And, you know, here, I'll give a perfect example. I have two, two clients, um, that have no idea, like there's no clue about social whatsoever. Their understanding of social is I go on Facebook and I post things that my family sees all over the world. I mean, that's really the level of understanding they have of social media. You talk, <laughs> I mean, if you mention Twitter, it's like you're talking in tongues. If you talk about hashtags on Instagram, it's as if you came from Mars. So they have no clue, you know, and they've worked with because i've seen i've had the privilege of seeing some of the other agencies they've worked with all over the country that have been just selling them things left and right and they've paid i mean they've paid thousands of dollars to agencies that have told them to do this told them to do that told them to be on every platform told them who told them to be on no platforms and spend money in traditional advertising when their target market is the younger millennials and even the, the Gen Zs. I mean, it's it like the things that I've seen are atrocious, atrocious. And I so to me, I question the integrity of some of these individuals. I I question what are they really looking at? And then some. And then you know what? I hate, I hate to say it. Oftentimes, I question: Do they even really know what they're even talking about in their own circles, in their own area? I'm not saying. You need, and this is something Jed, you and I always talk about. I'm not saying you have to go go and be on every platform or every type of media, but if you're not at least trying it as an agency, if you're not at least testing the waters, if you're not at least giving these, um, you know, giving platforms or giving different tools a real shot. And listen, we just yeah, heard, we just absolutely we just heard this what. 
yesterday, yeah. earlier today, right? People are denouncing a specific platform because it's too hard, quote unquote. Oh, it's too hard. And it's not that it's too hard. It's that they just, they don't get it. So they give up and they, they say that these platforms are the worst marketing tool. This is, this is crap. This is no good. And then you ask them their whys. Well, I have data. Okay, well, what's your data? Well, it's very hard to use. And I spent X amount of time and I couldn't, you know, I got nothing going. But then you talk to somebody else who's actually doing it, creating, spending the time. And, and they're like, well, no, I'm getting tremendous results. Yeah, and and what I have to say about that is, you, that, that's going at it from the wrong approach, right? I wasn't able to make money on the platform, therefore, we shouldn't be on the platform, and and that is a complete wrong way to look at it. Even for a brand, even if a brand is out getting onto a platform that's a, a new platform, they're trying to learn and understand it. They know their customers on that platform and they're saying, well, I can't make money on the platform, so I'm not going to be on there. That's a huge mistake. That's saying, I, I can't get one over on my customer there, so I'll go elsewhere, right? Well, like, uh, yeah. And you know what? Um, shout out to Carlos Gill, Brian Fanzo. They, you know, they've said these things before. You and I have said these before, but I want to, I just want to shout out some of our our friends that we talk to daily. And, you know, Carlos went on a, a, a tirade today with, with something and he made one comment that really stuck out to me. He said, when we denounce something because we don't understand it, much like you just said, Jed, we're, to we're doing our client or our client's client a disservice because it doesn't matter if we don't get it. That's if right. Client, exactly like, right. Just like you just said, if our client's client is on a specific platform or using a medium, it's on us. The responsibility is on us to figure out how it works. If my client came to me with hard facts that television ads were the way they needed to make it happen and I wasn't well-versed in TV spots and campaigns, I would do my damnedest and go as far as to hire people to come on. If I, you know, of course, if I didn't know to make sure that they got what they needed. And the same thing. It goes back to me, Vincenzo. It goes back to this longstanding question of what's the ROI of social media, right? Well, um, yeah. And what's the ROI of my, of, of what I'm doing. And, and when you pigeon yourself, pigeonhole yourself into, you know, if you back yourself into a hole where it's gotta be ROI or nothing, then you lose the opportunity for being on a platform where a huge percent of your audience or of your customers are there and you could be in there having conversations with them every day and you're going to turn that down because you don't know how uh, within the next six months you're going to convert that into cash. It's just a short-term view of the world. It's also a transactional view of the relationship you're building with your customer. Well, your and, customer, right. Go ahead, go ahead. And short-term or transactional view of your customer means that, that that you're not looking for that relationship. You're not looking to to build that relationship and the customer knows it and you lose, you know, you're going to long over the long haul you're going to lose the customer. 
because other people are willing to make that commitment. They're and, willing to be in front of their customers. And so there's people that there's people that say, okay, well, I can't sell anything on social media. Okay. And again, I'm, I'm not going to comment on it right this second. There's people that think, well, if I want to sell, I need to do, I need to have, I have to have a huge email list. I need to have mailing lists. I need to get on the phone and call. I need to have TV spots, magazine ads. I need to, I need to go and advertise in the public newspapers. Okay. All right. Well, if that's what you think, fine. But here's, here's my question to them. Poor content will fail no matter where you are, right? Bad <laughs> content, garbage in, garbage out. If you put up a, a really bad television ad, chances are you've ruined your brand image, especially if you're in a primetime spot. If you put a really bad ad in a local newspaper or you know it's something that doesn't sit well with people, whatever it is, you've likely lost your community if you're a small business, if people are actually even looking at that, right? Same thing goes with social media, though. You can not be doing it properly, and of course you won't sell anything. But if you're doing things properly, like you said, if we don't look at it always transactionally, and and then, okay, so before I get shot down by all the naysayers that are sitting here going, but I need ROI, this is a joke, you can't prove anything, this is fluff. I'm not disagreeing with you that you need to prove that it drives results. I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree there because I do agree with that statement. It needs to drive results. But what are results? If results are only, you know, getting people to directly buy from social media, you know what? I'll be the first one to tell you it's probably not going to happen. But if you look at it and say, well, I can really build a relationship with my customer, turn them into loyal raving fans, and then you know what? They're going to spend 10 times more money over the course of five years or whatever that that length of time is, you know what? I'd rather have that outcome. And, you know, we always question, well, time value. Well, how much time does it take? How much to, you know what? You're going to take that time and spend it elsewhere. Somewhere that time is going to be spent doing something else. So you can waste your time cold calling on the phone, right? Hours on end. You could waste your time shooting high production, high cost, television ads there's no guarantee there's no guarantee yeah if you're if you're shooting for transactional opportunities and and roi driven marketing campaigns what you're doing is you are paying up and fighting for every sale that comes so when you sell a customer and they go back home you're pitching them on the next sale but when you're building a tribe or you're building a loyal following of people who enjoy interacting with you, engaging with your brand, and, and seeing your brand participate where they are, then those sales, you're not out there transactionally trying to convince them to go buy the next product. When it, they have a need for that product – you're top of mind because you're on the platform that they've always on been the there. Day. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then and, this is, and they trust, know, like, and trust you because they've been exposed to you every day. And this is the other side of the argument or just another point of this argument as well. And I want to bring it up is I love the argument that, well, my demographic is in the 40 to 55 age range or, you know, my, my demographic is 35 to, to 50. So I, I can't be playing on, on these apps or these tools. Well, you're 
people that are 35 to 50 now in just five years, six years, they're going to be the ones that have never picked up a magazine or a newspaper or ever watched cable television, you know, like, and maybe five years is not the exact number, but there's that group, the millennials that our group, my group of millennials, they're going to be in that forties plus age bracket in just a few short years. Right. So that's absolutely right to sit there and say, Oh, I don't need to be on those. Well, you know what? I've me personally now, you know, I'm a millennial, but I'm kind of in the middle slash older millennial. So I grew up with, you know, newspaper and television. Yeah, I ha I have all that knowledge. But just a few years behind me are those that really never even did any of those things. And if you have brands or companies or marketers, they're gonna say, Well, no, because you fit into this X age range, I'm not gonna market to you. And then you're gonna they're gonna then those people will hit forty. Oh, now all of a sudden they've now all of a sudden just because they're forty, they've hit your age demographic and you're yeah, gonna start how, marketing to them. How awesome would it be to have the new entrants into your market already know, like, and trust you as a brand? Exactly. And that's the problem is that most of these brands aren't aren't even looking and it's not you know what many times you can't even blame the brand because like we started out from the beginning, they're hiring agencies to do this. What did you say right from the beginning, Jed? You said Oh, that's the agency's fault. They used an agency for it. You know, yeah. so a lot of times the agencies that are not progressive or creative comes down to creativity, man. And, and I don't want to jump on agencies because it happens in in-house too. It's, it's just and, – and I don't want to jump on individuals either because, you know – that's human nature to fall back to, to what we know, to fall back to our comfort zone. That's just human nature. And you need to continually be learning, continually be pushing yourself. Otherwise, it's in your nature. You'll fall back to what you know, to what you're comfort, comfortable with. And you'll be missing the opportunities and you'll be missing the opportunities for your clients to be out and be on platforms where their audiences are. Um, and, and you just, you can't do that. You've, you've got to push yourself for the sake of your client and, and for the sake of, um, the, well, for, for your customer, the per person you're serving, um, just cause you don't know how to use that platform yet, or just cause you don't understand why people like that platform. If, if you've got millions and millions and millions of people who are out there spending money on on similar products and services your client and you're not on that platform trying to talk to those people ROI or not that's just a mistake uh, in my opinion yeah no you're right and uh I can't I you know I can't disagree with you at all and I know that there's listeners out there that are like oh my god are these guys talking about me if you think we're talking about you then clearly you Something here struck a nerve, and I want you to consider not – I'm not saying you need to go and just like blow up your current marketing plan. But cons like think about what you're doing. Think about how are you considering what your plan is. Are, are, how are you considering your marketing mix? How are you considering who your target demographic is? Are you doing the proper research in who you're working with, who you're partnering with? where you're spending your advertising dollars. I mean, 
it goes, and this ties right back into what you said, Jed, right? About lean startup. I know it's lean startups a little different than talking about marketing, but a lot of the lean startup principles would take a look at, you know, we'll take a look at marketing and say, well, there's, here's a whole lot of wasted money. How do we lean that up? How do we tighten that up? So knowing that already that there are brands and businesses that are looking to tighten up, wouldn't it be nice to already be doing that? Wouldn't it be nice to already be focusing on the things that work rather than just throwing a bunch of crap against the wall and seeing what sticks? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the mentality. Uh, so there's, there's two ways to, there's two issues, I guess, going on here that we're trying to help people with. One is the mentality to just try and be everything to everybody on every platform. And there's just no company with the resources that can do that, that can be on every platform having meaningful conversations with, with customers. Um, so, yes, you're going to have to be selective on the platforms you're on. Um, and, and it's silly to be on every platform unless you sell Coke. And even Coke or Pepsi, like I was going to think of some you know, ubiquitous product now, there's millions of people who don't even drink Coke or Pepsi, right? So even Coke or Pepsi or ubiquitous products don't need to be on every single platform. Um, and, and you just need to put resources and let the resources follow your customer, not follow you know, what your, your ad agency is familiar with doing. That's why there's so, much, there's so many people still buying TV spots when if they could be putting the same money uh, in, into other other platforms or or other media sites, they probably could be getting doing a lot better service and getting in front of a lot more customers. Um, but they're familiar with TV and they're familiar with how to create TV ads, and and so they'll keep spending money on overpriced TV commercials. Um, so that's the that's the everywhere problem. And then the other problem is refusing to go on a platform because you think. It's just uh, childish, and there's no there's no business value to be on that platform. Well, if your customers are there, they're finding value on the platform. So get on there, be a participant. Don't try and pitch a deal and and fall flat and say, "Oh, this place sucks for marketing." How about go there? Just think like a fan, like Brian Fanzo said. Mm-hmm. Think like a fan. Put yourself in their shoes and say, "Hey, look what." What's the value they're getting out here, even if it's just entertainment value? And then go provide some entertainment value if that's what they're looking for. Or just be there and share in the entertainment itself. Um, just be there with your customer. Um, that's the important thing you know, that, that I try and help companies do is you know, you've got to be there with your customer um, because it is a relationship whether you think you're having a relationship with them or not. Um, you need to be viewed by your customer, seen by your customer so that you remain top of mind so that when your customer is ready for a purchase, your brand is already in their zone, uh, that their selection already includes you as an option. Um, and if you're doing your job right, you're the only one that's done that. And so you're the only option that they choose when they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? Being the only option sometimes is a good thing. Uh, but don't think for a second there's not somebody who's scheming and creating and uh, is is actually studying. And that, and that's that's what I think a lot of brands and, and 
um, brands, marketers, agencies, they forget. It's like you need to keep studying. You need to keep listening. You need to always be paying attention to what's out there. Like you said, and we'll, I guess we'll close up, we'll wrap up on this point, is you need to be where your customers are. And if you're an agency, you have to be where your customers' customers are, or at least you have to think that way when you're, you know, when you're coming up and, and uh, conceiving a marketing strategy. You can't just think, well, these are my customers, and they are a B2B business, so I, th- this is completely useless. Okay, well, then you know what? You're going to be missing out on a huge opportunity, maybe not right now, but in five years, five plus years. And if you don't care about five plus years and you just want to make your nut now for the next three years, good for you. But if you care about building that relationship and you care about keeping that comp- that uh, client, you have to realize that it's not always going to be this way. And, and I know you and I talked about this before we I hit record, but at what point did people realize, well, yellow pages didn't work anymore, you know? And yeah. I, I, yellow pages might be the, a bad example of this, but no, I think it's, I think it's a good one. And and when you say five years, um, the way things, the way change happens now, you know, it's two, it's five years, then it's two years. And then things change with 12 and 18 months. Look at live video streaming, right? So live streaming video didn't exist a year ago or, you know, 14 months ago. And, now it's, it's a whole new world. So the world is moving much more quickly, uh, you know, in the last five years than, than any, any time before that. And the next five years, it'll be moving even that much more fast. So you've got to be aware and, and, and understand uh, not just new platforms, but where customers are going. Um, and you got to follow those customers and you got to understand why they're there, what they're getting, what value they're getting uh, for being on that channel or, or on that platform. And then conceive a strategy after you, after you understand why the customer is there and what they're getting out of being on that platform, only then can you start conceiving a strategy on how you're going to communicate with them on those channels. And I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave you all with this thought from the great philosopher Rob Van Winkle. If you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. If you know what I'm talking about, tweet at me, at Vincenzo Landino on Twitter, and let me know what I'm talking about. But I also want to hear your thoughts on this episode of the podcast. You can tweet myself, at Vincenzo Landino, or you can tweet at... At Jed Record. Pretty simple. It's really easy. Jed record. It's way easier than Vincenzo Landino. And I know you <laughs> I know you guys can tweet me, so that means you can tweet, easily tweet, tweet Vincenzo and finish tweet Vincenzo, finish that verse. Yes. If and you can finish I the see verse. how many people do that. I would love to see that actually. Hey, listen, bud, it was good uh rocking out and I know that you are got some client stuff to finish up, but uh it was good to to get this recorded and I'm happy to uh to have another episode down with you. All right. Thanks, man. All right, talk to you later. See ya. Ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to BrandBoostCast.com forward slash subscribe. 